And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett. I'm an attorney at Mauk and Baker. We're a Christian law firm in Chicago. We really are just out there to try to help. Uh, serve you and serve uh, churches and ministry in the Chicagoland area. We do a lot of different things. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, not-for-profit administration, uh, to religious freedom work in the courts. Uh, One of the things that we don't do is family law, and I'm just delighted to have my former family law professor and now associate dean at Regent University School of Law, uh, Professor and Dean uh, Lynn Marie Combe. Great to have you on. Thanks, Noel. I'm proud of you. Well, I'm just excited. Yeah, no problem. Uh, You know, family law is such a, uh, just a hotly contested issue. I know many family law attorneys, uh, some great ones in Chicago uh, that are saying this is, these these cases and what we do in the family law is so uh, incredibly important. And there's so many different things that happen in the courts. And it's one of the most hotly litigated uh, cases. Uh, The emotions are there. Uh, the children are involved, and I just think it's a very important issue for us to discuss. And um, anyways, thanks for coming on. I know your work in, in teaching students at Regent University School of Law about how to enter into this area, not run away. Uh, you know, as a as a Christian, uh, you know, as a law student, I, I thought, you know, how could we, how could I even go into that? God hates divorce. Um, how could I go into such an area? I ultimately didn't, I, I don't think that was my calling. Um, but I think maybe you can help me and help our listeners. How how do you advise your students uh, when they come up with that issue and say, you know, how how can Christians get involved in the family law um, category at all? That's a great question. And actually, we covered this last week in class because we just started focusing on divorce. And one of the biggest concerns for um, anyone is finding someone that will adequately represent them getting access to justice. So a Christian who is faced with a crisis in their marriage or a troubled marriage is going to want some good guidance to get through that. So a lot of my students at this time, I was really um, pleased. A lot of them said, you know, if, if I as a Christian don't represent a Christian person who has gone through a divorce, maybe an unwanted divorce, they're going to go to somebody else That's and right. not have the, the wisdom um, of Christ that's guiding their attorney. So I think that's, a, that's an important thing to think about. Not everybody chooses divorce. Um, in fact, there's a lot of victim spouses out there, mm-hmm. and they need representation. They need um, Christ-centered representation. I'll tell you about one of my students who sat in the front row. It may have even been your class, Noel, but um, Vince did not want to do divorce either. He didn't want to do family law at all. Mm-hmm. He set up his practice, and he got his first phone call. Uh, 7.30 the night he was setting up his office for the first time. Wow. And this guy answered the phone and he said, I called you because I want you to help me take my wife for everything she's worth. And Vince says, oh my gosh. Well, you know, I'm not sure that I'm that kind of a lawyer, but I'm happy to meet with you and represent your interests. How about tomorrow morning? So this was Vince's first client. Wow. The client comes in and Vince says, so you want to take your wife for everything she's worth? 
the guy breaks down and he says, I just returned from a deployment and my apartment was empty and my wife has left me. Mm. I don't want a divorce. I just want my life back. Wow. So he was able to, Vince, actually, you know, it's good he handled it that way. Mm-hmm. A lot of lawyers would say, sure, let's take your wife for everything she's worth and how much money can I make in the process. Right. But Vince went about it in a very, you know, solidly Christ-like way and started a negotiation with the attorney for the wife. And within four months, that couple were not only talking but reconsidering their divorce. Wow, that's so important. I th- you know, and I think that's a good admonition that the Scriptures has for us, which is, as believers, we're not to be unequally yoked. And I, that not only applies to marriages, but I, I think it also applies to uh, the attorney that you hire, because I, I, so much of these legal issues are often inextricable—you uh, you can't un, undo them from the spiritual issues. And so when you have a Christian lawyer or you don't have a Christian lawyer, that will really affect the counsel you receive. Yeah, and it is challenging representing people in troubled marriages. But if you think about the potential for maybe just, you know, saving some kids from a bad situation or providing some alternatives, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the future, but I think it's really important for lawyers to just be open to what God's design is for your practice, just like you were. You're right where you should be. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, I do feel like that. I know we're, we're doing a lot of uh, different yes, work in, in the courts, and uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett at the law firm of Malkin Baker. We don't do family law, but if you want to give us a call at 312-726-1243, I'd be happy to put you in touch with some Christian lawyers um, that are in this practice, that this is their calling, uh, you know, helping families, um, you know, a, a spouse that doesn't want the divorce but certainly doesn't want to lose everything, the kids, the the, uh, the house or whatever. Uh, there are ways to deal with this, uh, and it's good to have a good Christian attorney on your side helping you to understand the issues and perhaps giving you some wisdom along the way. Uh, let's talk about that now, uh, Dean Combe. Uh, Dean Combe of Regent University School of Law, where I attended. Uh, let's talk about the reconciliation uh, movement or the process and kind of where things are at with that in the various states. Sure. Well, um I remember when I first started teaching family law, I read a lot of Marianne Glendon. She was a top professor at Harvard, and she said that one of the biggest problems with legal education today is that attorneys don't learn how to help people through crisis. Hmm. They learn all the rules. They learn how to do a good analysis, write a good brief, make a good argument, but they don't learn how to help people through crisis. And the 2007 Carnegie Report, which is part of the law school's best practices, is something that um, most attorneys learn that this should affect their practice of law, and it should be professional identity formation. A lot of law schools aren't prepared to do that. We have a natural opportunity to do that at Regent University because Christ is our spiritual transformer. He changes us. That's right. So here we have law students who have been learning... Both of these things for quite some time, professional identity and practical application. And, and really since, I think, the 1990s, students in family law have been practically applying what they're learning in class in several ways. And it's largely with by um, providing some alternatives to clients. Most clients that go in to see a lawyer uh, and ta- ta- start talking about the troubled marriage, um, the lawyer will say, okay, great, let's get you a divorce. Well, we get to train students here that, well, divorce might be an option, but what is it they really need? Do they really need support? Right. Do they really need assistance with a custody case? Is it more about custody than it is about the divorce? Because a lot of the problems that are nagging a troubled marriage are going to continue even after a divorce, so might as well deal with them separately. 
I get my students to draft this thing called a reconciliation agreement or a restoration agreement. They have a simulated client who's involved in a troubled marriage. The client has lost trust with his spouse, and they're requesting an attorney that wants to help them work it out. Well, that's unusual. Um, But I've been shocked at the people that have graduated and said, hey, we don't believe this, but I've done a reconciliation agreement. They say probably about one out of 20 people wish they had that option. Hmm. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's more, and people just don't know to ask. Yep. But um, it's really a wonderful way for the attorney to say, hey, look, let's deal with what's your primary concerns. And then this will help you guys get talking. If you want to move towards a divorce, you can still do that. If you want to try to work it out, you can still you can do that too. This gives you space to do that, and most jurisdictions allow for that because they, um, if there's no fault grounds, like in Illinois, a mixed fault, no fault, right. there's no fault grounds. They have to find a way to get a divorce, and uh, Illinois allows you to do that if you're separated by an agreement for two years. So an agreement's a great a great remedy for everybody. Yeah, once you start working on such an agreement, you may find other areas of agreement, and uh, the the hope of you know allowing that space and that time to heal whatever wounds uh, may have led to the discussion of divorce in the begin with may have healed. And uh, I think that's that's wonderful. Just getting them talking to each other could be the start. I remember the first marital agreement I ever did was a premarital agreement, and I <laughs> this client wanted to save her seven cows from becoming marital property. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I had a hard time not laughing, too, but I realized she was straight-faced. She really meant it. And I said, well, have you talked with your future spouse about those cows that you don't want them to have? Oh, no. I thought I'd come to a lawyer first. And I said, right. well, you know what? I'm happy to help you, but you really need to talk to him about it. And then come back, and we'll see what we can draft. Well, you can guess. She never came back. He didn't want her cows. But people don't think like that. They think, let me rush to the lawyer. It, uh, a lot of times what a lawyer can do is help people start communicating better. Yeah, unfortunately, there are too many lawyers out there, uh, just in my experience, that uh, try to shut down that communication and uh, try to have a race to the courthouse, uh, try to have a race for the cows, even if the other person doesn't want the cows. <laughs> uh, we take yeah. our cows pretty seriously in Illinois and in Wisconsin and in this area, so I, I wouldn't uh, imagine that. I bet you do. I hope you're not a cheesehead. I'm a Bears fan. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually a Vikings fan. Uh, my son, however, <laughs> is a cheesehead. He's a big uh, Aaron Rodgers fan, and so uh, we're at odds, and he's a contrarian. He just turned eight uh, today, and so um, I wasn't going to get him a package. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, We are, uh, there's so much to talk to uh, you about in terms of kind of what else can be done through the law uh, to restore marriages, and I think uh, marriage and the family, and and I want to talk even broadly about that because so much of what I see in the media, in our culture, and even in the law, unfortunately, is um, almost a conscious effort to erode the family, to to destroy marriage, to um, make it kind of this, the modern family, so to speak, is one that has no... um, no relation to what God has ordained the family to be. And so I really want to talk more about that. Um, but before we go to that, let it, everybody know how they can get more information about the School of Law, Regent University, and about what, the work that you're doing in your blog. Sure, absolutely. So Regent University is located in Virginia Beach, and we have uh, the law school has several programs, a Juris Doctor, we have a Master's program, and we also have LLM programs. Um, We offer them on campus, but there's also quite a bit offered online that will provide lots of opportunities for any student, whether you want to become a lawyer or you want to just study the law and get a master's degree, or you already have a law degree and you'd like to 
you know, get a human rights degree. Great. Thank you so much. AM 1160. Hi, I'm Ashley. My husband and I really wanted to adopt, but we were intimidated by all of the adoption regulations and paperwork. We needed an attorney who not only understood the law, but also cared for our family. That's what we found with the attorneys at Malkin Baker. The team at Malkin Baker not only carefully guided us through the adoption process, but they also regularly took the time to pray for our growing family. It's so clear that their dedication to the gospel drives what they do. We couldn't imagine doing an adoption with anyone else. Hi, I'm Noel Sterrett, an attorney with Malkin Baker. If you're looking to adopt, call us at 312-726-1243. That's 312-726-1243. And let's talk. Don't forget to join us every Sunday at 12.30 p.m. for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, where we'll address topics just like Ashley's and more right here on AM 1160. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett, partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. If you have legal needs, if your ministry or church has legal needs, give us a call, 312-726-1243, or you could look us up online at malkbaker.com. That will give you an idea of the different practice areas that we have. One of the practice areas that you won't see on our page, uh, that doesn't mean we can't put you in touch with a Christian lawyer that does this, is family law. And I have the the honor of speaking with the Associate Dean at Regent University School of Law, where I attended, uh, Dean Lynn Marie Combe. Thank you so much for uh, spending some of your time uh, with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, before the break, you were talking about how uh, people can find out more about the law school. How about your blog? Because I know you have a blog and, uh, you know, the issues of family law and family restoration. Where can people find out more about that? Yes, if you just Google Regent Family Restoration, it should pop right up. But it's actually, the website is regentfamilyrestoration.blogspot.com. And if you want to know more about Regent, it's at regent.edu. You can find out almost anything you want, all our different programs. And my blog is just one small facet of the cool way of learning law that we have here at Regent, that students actually get to really completely integrate their Christian faith into their calling as being a lawyer. Exciting. It is exciting, and I really uh, benefited tremendously from my time there. Uh, When you understand law as a calling, when you understand that you don't need to separate uh, what you do on Monday through Saturday from uh, what you're learning about on Sunday, Um, and it's just wonderful because I think that's really the way that God wants us to be discipled. You know, one of the things that Jesus said when he says, go make a disciple, it, it's to teach them to obey all that it commanded, because he, he understands that in following God's commands and living as God has ordained uh, our societies individually and our families, that we'll flourish in the context of that. That's why I'm so excited about um, the project that Regent is engaged in and what you're leading in terms of restoring the family. So speak to us more about that. What what do you mean by family restoration? What needs to be restored and how do we do that? Well, um, in addition to the breakdown of the family with, with marriage and all the conflict marriage has endured really across the nation and around the globe the last, I guess I'd say, decade, um, is obviously the divorce revolution, and uh, the divorce rates are no different for Christians and non-Christians. Very sad. It shows kind of a, you know, just where we are at as a culture. The other thing that's happening is a lack of family formation. Um, Too many people are saying, why even get married? 
And I think last year was the first year that there were more children born to unmarried parents than to married parents. Wow. So we call those never-formed families. Children still having a mom and a dad, but the mom and dad now don't have any legal connection being being married or being divorced or anything. So we're gonna we're gonna really see um, some challenges in these this generation of never formed families, kids that not only didn't have married parents, but, you know maybe their parents didn't stay together. Um, so anyway, those are the biggest challenges we see. And I'm not even talking about the life issue or you know domestic violence or any of those kind of problems that really you know d- destroy a family. So yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> and a no, lot of need. and and I mean, pick up how how do we approach this? Okay, we have we have these churches uh, that that care about the family, and uh, obviously there's sermons to deliver. And pastors and, and priests and uh, can only do so much. So, what is the role of the uh, Christian lawyer in the Christian legislator when it comes to restoring the family? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, what we're about here at Region is training lawyers in family restoration rather than divorce. Training them in how to really provide for a client's needs, maybe even be a healing salve to a broken marriage. And I, we've talked about that a little bit. But the other thing that we do is. Students have to learn their state code, and we really want to see them help lawyer, other lawyers, um, judges, and legislators to figure out how can I uh, amend our state code so it is more family-friendly. Um, this is quite an interesting conflict right now, especially with the gender identity stuff going on, sure. trying to change terms and things. So I think that one thing that um, people can do is encourage their legislators that they want the family, which a basic unit in society to be protected and preserved and to make that a paramount public concern. And I'm actually reading those are the exact words out of the Pennsylvania Code. I had a student draft a little blog post about how his code was really all about restoring families and he didn't even know it until he started looking at it. Uh, one, of the second, one of the sections in the code says to encourage and effect reconciliation and settlement of differences between spouses, especially where children are involved. So lots of states really have that as one of their objectives. Um, I was looking a little bit at Illinois, and while it recognizes fault and no-fault grounds for divorce, it sees as critical how um, the parents waiting on a divorce mm-hmm. to determine what's best for the kids. Wow. So I thought that was a kind of a cool thing about Illinois. They really do want to keep um, families stable and strengthened. And what does that do for the state? Well, that decreases welfare roles. It sure. decreases judicial costs. It's more... It's just better for a stronger state. So it's in a state's interest to do that. And if lawyers can help judges and legislators make those decisions, that's a big positive for the state. Yeah, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Stared of Malkin Baker, a Christian law firm in Chicago. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about family reconciliation and family restoration through the law. Uh, with Dean Combe of Regent University School of Law, uh, the place where I had the privilege of attending, uh, really, the the family in, in in what the modern family is. You know, the, these days, uh, you know, even reading books to my children, I see uh, indication that the culture is doing uh, a lot to try to cast uh, a family as being really anything that you want it to be. Uh, and it, that means you can have two dads, you can have uh, multiple parents, you could have one parent. Uh, and what the, the culture and a lot of what we see on TV is telling us is that um, nothing's 
there are no difference uh, between these family structures. Uh, and frankly, there's no need to get married. And uh, these never form families that you referred to. Um, and I think in, in many respects, as we sow uh, the wind, we're going to reap the whirlwind as we watch children grow up without a mother or a father, as we watch um, fathers of children not have any legal uh, ability to stay connected with their children. And, you know, in many respects, I think what's lost and what needs to continue to be at the forefront is the best interest of the child. I know, and, and we can speak to this now, uh, most laws refer to the best interests of the child as being paramount, but unfortunately we see the opposite taking place in many um, respects. So would you mind speaking to that and, and kind of how we can put the best interest of the child back in place? Yeah. Well, where do you start? <laughs> that is huge because from how much we pay for childcare, which is one of the lowest paid positions, to um, how we kind of parents can tend to possibly check out and send their kids off to school, you know, this really comes down to how am I going to, as a parent, protect the best interest of my child, no matter what my family status, no matter what my marriage status is. Right. Am I a parent that's going to be responsible for my kid? I'm actually doing some research now and um, on the economics of families, and I'm researching human capital. Wow. Parents pouring into their kids yep. all the good things that their parents poured into them or didn't pour into them. Sure. So now this is a parent that's now breaking the cycle and wanting to give their kid, you know, a good home, safety, uh, education, uh, time with the parent. All of that is pouring in human capital into your kid, helping your child really enjoy the best of life, letting him be a kid at first, and then, you know, helping them grow. I really think that the best thing a Christian parent can do is disciple their children. Spend time with your kids, helping them to know to know God, to know how to walk with God, and to know how to grow up to be a good parent. Because <laughs> there's no more important role they'll ever do than be a parent themselves. And that can happen no matter what your position in life is, no matter what your status is, no matter your economic influence or not. So I really do think that's a parental responsibility for what's best for your child. Yeah, and I want to put a plug in here right now as well. I just read a report, I think, from last week that said Illinois leads the country uh, in a notorious uh, way in the sense that uh, we have more children uh, in foster care. Uh, we, oh. We're not getting the kids off the foster care roles. And I think that's really where the church needs to take the lead Um because I think many respects, uh, we have all these children uh, that are in need of adoption, that are in need of foster care. Uh, one practice area that we do get involved in at Malcolm Baker and that I've had the joy of just starting is adoption. So if you have an adoption that you want to get involved in, give me a call, 312-726-1243. I think this is one area, adoption and foster care, where the church, uh, we're all adopted into the family of God. We understand the gospel, and that's really what should drive us, not just to care well, care for our children well, the ones that we have that God's given us, to disciple them well, as uh, Dean Combe has uh, alluded to, but also to look out there and realize that there are wonderful um, children, uh, little boys and girls, that need a, a loving father, need a loving mo- mother, uh, and a family context in which to grow up. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, uh, Dean Combe, and I just thank you so much for the work you're doing, the way in which you're living out your calling as a lawyer, as a law professor, and, and now as a dean. 
And uh, anyways, I do want you to just plug your blog and plug the law school one more time just in case we have anyone out there listening. First of all, no is the best advertisement I could ever ask for. But if you're interested in where he went to law school and where I teach, it's regent.edu. Just go look it up. Come find the School of Law. And gosh, you can even find me. You can also find me on Family Restoration, regentfamilyrestoration.blogspot.com. And you can read all about this stuff we've been talking about today. So, Noel, thank you so much for having me on. You are just the best the best uh, marketing I could ever ask for. Thank you. Well, I didn't pay you to say that, so I really appreciate you coming on, spending the time. Uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. This is a show that we try to highlight areas in which God's at work in the law and in the marketplace. Tune in every weekend to listen to us. Uh, you can call us if you have a legal issue that you'd want uh, us to take a look at, 312 312- 726-1243 or look us up online at maukbaker.com that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com Tune in next week. Gonna have to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody